Episode 8. Dylan! You son of a bitch. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. Welcome, everybody, to the Don't Run Me podcast, the special edition. I want to introduce a guest, a friend of the pod, Mr. Matt Huey. What up? Matt's a longtime Manchester United fan, and I've known Matt since, what, uh, high school? No, probably longer than that. Yeah. Uh, I know you probably, um, you guys in the pod probably don't, don't, don't believe me when I said, when I, used, when I tell you I was a swimmer. I was a lifeguard. I did have the beach bod when I was in high school, and Matt was a fellow lifeguard uh, at the Anderson Pool, aka <laughs> the Alice Bean Dip. <laughs> but like yeah, I said, yeah. Matt Matt is a long, long time Manchester United fan. Uh, Matt, when did you, uh, what what brought you? You know, to what you know? When was the first time you watched Manchester United, and why have you started? Um, why have you been a long-time fan? Yeah, uh, hello everyone. So I, I originally, um, it, it all boils down to you know the the top clubs in the in the late '90s. Uh, here in America, they really didn't show too many uh, games. You know, they would just um, show your your top clubs, and you know we we weren't um, you know blessed to kind of see all the games that we see now. So. You know, we had choices of Manchester United, uh, Chelsea, uh, Arsenal, all like just these these top clubs here. And so now it, it boils down to who who do I want to support kind of deal uh, because I want to pick a team. I don't want to just be a fan of the league like I was. I, I want to kind of, you know, root for a team, build up that uh, camaraderie with any friends uh, or or rivalry, rather, yeah, uh, Matt, with oh, friends Matt, as Matt, well. I'm going to stop you right there because a okay. uh, little backstory. We grew up in a little small town in South Texas, yep. uh, an American football town. Uh, yep. our, our high, you know, you know, American football is king in our town. So, mm-hmm. Matt, I mean, Grant, growing up at that time uh, in the mid '90s. Uh, late 2000s, I think you graduated, you know, you know, in the early 2000s. Um, football, or what we know as football now, you know, American soccer was was a niche sport. I mean, yeah. what? I mean, as a child, I mean, what brought you to love, you know, love soccer? Uh, and I, and obviously that, you know, because like you said, you know, camaraderie with friends. And watching Manchester United, I obviously, I mean, you know me. I mean, I played, you know, I played for our high school football team, and um, I didn't, you know, start getting into soccer until 2006. So you yourself, growing up in our town, in our little small community, that was basically a rabid, rabid, rabid uh, Alice Coyote fan. Um, what, what, I mean, what drew you to the sport? And and obviously that grew into watching, you know, obviously your love for Manchester United. Yeah, I gotcha. 
All right. Oh, so, um, yeah. So what, what got me into the sport? Uh, I, you know, uh, like, like you were saying earlier, you know, small town of, of South Texas, just, you know, being madly engulfed with, uh, with football and baseball and stuff of that nature. Uh, I just, for some reason, it just did not click for me. You know, I did enjoy it. I took wonderful things from all the sports and applied them to soccer, but something just kept on, you know, keeping me coming back to soccer. I don't know what it was. It was just downright passion of uh, the constant movement, the constant thinking. It was, to me, it was a live chess game, you know, of uh, if I move here, they're going to move there. And, you know, it's, it's constant. It's constant, constant. You have to think on the fly, and you're constantly moving. And I had to move, especially just having mad ADD as a child, you know. <laughs> Um, but with that, with that uh, spilled into actual watching soccer games with uh, with local friends and whatnot, and during you know uh, ninety eight, ninety nine, uh, Manchester United, you know, took the trouble, and that was that was whenever the time I was deciding who am I going to want you know root for, and I only had a couple of teams to choose from that were being constantly shown, and good God, man, just watching United, you know just bring it up and you know constant back to back and just wreck shop it was it was absolutely beautiful it was something i've never seen before and i just fell in love and i mean i was like okay well i'm gonna go with this team because they're obviously going to continue to show this team due to the success that they're currently in and that's that's kind of the mentality you had to have uh, back in the day, because there was only one soccer channel, you know, and and it was it was a grainy, grainy uh, channel watching too, trying to watch these games. Good God, but uh, that's who I went, and that's my reason, and uh, and I never changed it, you know, even even through their their uh, you know their love, what it is now. It's um, you know you got to keep on keep on and keep on rooting for the Reds, you know. Of course, of course, uh, we uh, we had this the sweet taste of success, and now we have the the bitter t- taste of um, trials and tribulations. Have you been? Yep. To, have you been to any United games in here in the states? I have, yeah. I've actually been to two. I was real fortunate with that uh, international. What is it? The Guinness. The Guinness, yeah, the cup. It's international Champions Cup. Yep. Yeah, I saw in 2014, I saw them play Liverpool in Miami. Pretty cool. That was my very first United game ever. I got to see Rooney, De Gea, you name it. Saw the whole squad. Even saw uh, old Gerard as well, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's a piece of history, whether we like him or not, you know. And uh, United won, as they, as they do. Um, and then I actually saw them in Houston, and I believe it was in 2017, uh, against Manchester City, another huge rivalry, and they won that one as well. And uh, that's that's the two times I've seen them, and they both uh, brought up the W. Yeah, I mean, hey, I went, I watched that game in Houston. I'm surprised we didn't run into each other. My wife uh, bought me yeah, tickets never. for that game and for my birthday, uh, early birthday present. So thank you, wifey. I love you. Uh, she always reminds me every holiday. Obviously, she wants whatever she, you know, whenever she is begging for a present. But you know, she took me. Uh, she bought those tickets for me for that game. That's All right, awesome. uh, enough reminiscing about the past. 
let's uh, let's talk about the present. Yeah, buddy. What's your thoughts? Uh, I know we've had a really since the appointment of Ole last year after Mourinho got sacked. It was high. It was a high, high, high. We ran on that, you know, that un, un, you know undefeated streak, and then there was a low. It seemed like the players just stopped responding to Ole, and then <clears throat> the and then the season ended. We're out of the top four. Um, we're in Europa League. Uh, obviously, this summer, a lot of players took some time off, and then we got little rid a lot a lot of dead wood. Uh, we you know we by the selling of Lukaku, um, you know Chris Smalling loaning him out to Roma. I'm not saying Chris Smalling is dead wood, but obviously because he's doing great with Roma. But uh, Alexis Sanchez going to um, going to uh, Inter, uh, Darmian out. Uh, it seems like we, you know, we've tried to re- reinvent ourselves. The preseason was so promising, and then we get to the beginning of the season, four nil at Chelsea. Oh man, every the everything's riding so high, and then the ups and downs started. Win, lose, draw. Win, lose, draw. Win, lose, draw. And then the, you know, then the murmurs of Ole out, Ole out started around. I want to say late in October, November ish. The Christmas period was, uh, especially Christmas Boxing Day, <coughs> you know, in the league has been, it, it is what <coughs> what it was. Then January rolls around. We were, you know, we're wanting a transfer. We were wanting a signing, or yearning for a signing, uh, Matt. And, it, you know, nothing, nothing, um, nothing manifested itself till the end of the transfer window. We got Bruno Fernandez, and it seems like now we're on an up, upward trajectory of where we're going with this team what are your thoughts from you know since the beginning of the season of how this team has been playing and the coaching or the managerial skills or lack thereof if you if if that's the way you want to go of mr oligona Solskjaer? yeah man um you know this whole this whole manager swapping Sacking and bringing another, sacking and bringing another. You build up zero chemistry and consistency. If you keep on getting change, it's never going to just be right out the gate for the best. You know what I'm saying? You're going to, there's going to be growing pains. Whatever happened uh, after they sacked Mourinho and they brought in uh, O'Gunner for, you know, the little temp. Temp, uh, temp job, that was that was great, man. You know, Mourinho. There, there was just so much uh, bad chemistry and energy going on in there, man. Like in, in the locker room, like nobody was jiving off anybody, you know. So with that negative, uh, you know, um, just that negative energy, you're you're now gonna bring that out onto the pitch and try to make shit work, you know. That that stuff just doesn't work out that way. So you have, you know, once they brought in. Oh, Gunner, you know, we have, we, 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 we got new blood in there. We got somebody that's now smiling, starting to bring in morale. You have to have morale. You got to have your, your, uh, all of your hopes up high and, and everything. And, and then, uh, everybody's, you know, this started kind of working together, started clicking together. And, you know, what happened, you know, it's kind of what's happened ever since, uh, Sir Alex left, you know, they, there's just been, a lack of something going on, and all the old veterans—they they retired, and and uh, you know they 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 left United, and 
then we've been lacking. We've been lacking a lot. We've been just buying old names and and uh, you know to just try to sell tickets, but we haven't been buying what we need and what we what we've needed for a while now is an attacking midfielder, somebody with legit forward thinking, somebody that's looking. Uh, so, I mean, and I, just like your your Kevin De Bruyne, right? He's got, I mean, his vision. He he knows where everybody's at, where everybody's going to be going before he even receives the ball, and he can just blindly kick, turn, 180, boom, give a nice through ball and uh, to Sergio Aguero, boom, done. And that's something that we've been lacking. We've just been playing this, like, two-dimensional, um, ultra-conservative game for, for quite some time now. It's, it's, uh, it's just really lacked luster, so to speak. And now, now with Bruno Fernandes coming in, that's that's really, really what we needed. We needed that attacking, that attacking center mid, that's just going to keep on driving and driving. I mean, this this past game, I mean, he was in every open spot. You know, Martial and Daniel James could have kicked it right to him, uh, but they didn't. You know, but we're going to continue to build up that chemistry. And I don't think, I don't think for a second right now, I'm I'm a supporter of of Old Gunnar Solskjaer. Am I being biased? Because, you know, he's an old, um, you know, super sub for United and, uh, you know, because he's passionate. I, I'd i be lying if I, if, I, if I wasn't saying I was biased. You know, to bring in just some other person, it's we're going to continue on the same trend. You know what I'm saying? So leaving him in there and seeing what we can do with these new names that... I can tell you right now, I really didn't know who Bruno Fernandez was until until all the uh, all the transfer rumors. And I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to go back and look at clips. I'm like, okay, this could actually work. This is actually what we need. For once, we didn't just go out and buy, you know, uh, some old name, you know, like uh, like Schweinsteiger. Nah, man, we didn't need that. You know, we needed this youth, this this attacking mentality, and we finally. Have it. We do not need to change our manager now because we're finally starting to get the in the right direction. We're starting to find United, and that's what I love. You know. No, I mean, you know, there's a lot, a lot you said, and a lot I wanna, I wanna, you know, ask you again. You know, um, like you said, okay. First, first and foremost, uh, when you said in the beginning, they're getting rid of managers. I think we owe, we're still paying on, uh, I think we just finished paying David Moyes' contract, right? We're still owe, we still owe Van Hall. Uh, obviously, we still owe, um, uh, I don't know, with uh, Mourinho, that the fact that he has uh, taken a new job uh, in the Premier League, I, I don't know if we still owe that contract, but you're right. The vision of the manager needs to be more than a season, needs to be more than two seasons. It's like here in the States, you know, we, they give football managers, you know, football coaches, I'm sorry, uh, especially in college, time to recruit and build their own base, right? And yep. um, to put, you know, to put a product out there. Obviously, I went to A&M, Texas A&M, you know, what Jimbo Fisher has done with, with Texas A&M. <laughs> And but yet the upper brass is saying, okay, yeah, you've got eight and five, eight and four, um, but we see the progress of what the, you know your blood, your vision, you know the type of player you want. I see that with Ole Gunnar, 
You know, I see the, what he wants to get out. I see the type of player he's bringing in. And this goes to show in the past when you talk about the players we brought in. We brought in big names, uh, Matt, in the past. Like you said, Schweinsteiger. We brought in Di Maria, Alexis Sanchez, Romelu Lukaku, Ibrahimovic on his way out. But yet he still is a player. Uh, who else do we bring? Um uh, obviously, Robin Van Persie was on the tail end of the Sir Alex regime, and also, you know, he um, he played for David Moyes. Uh, but these players that we bring in, like you said, don't didn't fit the the mold of what we what we think is Manchester United because they only lasted. Falcao uh, was an was, an, was another man, yep. uh, another name. Uh, Shinji Kagawa um, obviously was a was the uh, Sir Alex signing, but also played in this transition phase. These these players didn't bring the, um, didn't fit the vision of the club and what the club is. So what's your thought on bringing in big names? I don't know if you watch a lot of fan channels uh, overseas, Manchester United fan channels, um, but, you know, you, there's this there's this clamoring, of, you know, especially in the transfer, towards the end of the transfer window is, you know, we're not united anymore. We're not bringing in these big name, you know, big name uh, signings. And, you know, these, you know, we're just not united anymore. We've tried that. I think we need to become, um, I know I talk about EC, you know, become more organic and bring in the pieces that fit together and not the player that's trying to fit in that, you know, it's like uh, a round peg in a square hole or whatever, whatever that saying goes, however that saying goes. Yeah. I think that's what we've been trying to do by, by throwing money at a problem rather than actually fixing them. Um, a system and a formation, and I think you see that with Ole. Even though the fact of, I mean, you come out of games thinking, what the hell were the tactics in that game? Obviously, he's trying to put, you know, make uh, make chicken salad out of chicken shit with uh, with some <laughs> of the players that you know that have been on been on uh, injury uh, that we can't play. Like you know, Rashford's been out. Uh, how many you know games? James was out games. Um, Marsh, Matic, whatever. All these players. You didn't have a full arsenal, a full war chest to play with. And now you're kind of seeing players coming back, McTominay coming back, and all these players. So you see that. Um, but what are your thoughts on the big names and players versus the no names? Yeah, I mean, you know, you you kind of just kind of talked about it. Um, I, I don't – I think that's been part of our problem, you know, um, bringing in names instead of quality. Sure, a lot of these you know big names over over time have uh, proven themselves, but do do they work for us? Is this is this really really what our manager wants, or is this what our manager is being told that's on the table to buy? You know, so um, I don't I don't think big names are always the way to go. I mean, look at oh good god, look at Ajax. Ajax has one of, you know, an incredible youth academy, and they, they have just been known to bring up um, a lot of, uh, you know, youth and up-and-coming, and they they just landed themselves on the radar with just this last year with um, with the Champions League, and big names, and guess what? I mean, they sold off, what, like, eventually probably like five of their players, don't quote me on that number, but they were massive numbers to Barcelona, all over the place these players went. Uh, Chelsea just got uh, landed that uh, that last guy, and big names is not uh, you know what's what gets those W's, man. Big names will sell tickets 
for how many games? I don't know, you know. But um, we need we need that chemistry. We need that youth. We need we need strategy. And I feel like we are right now on the cusp of finally getting what we've been looking for for quite some time, getting Bruno Fernandez. Um, you know, he he fits the mold. He's exactly what we've been looking for. We have youth. We are now up and coming. So this is this is we are now we are now in the right direction. But if you want to get rid of you know only Gunnar Solskjaer because uh, you know he's had you know a couple of bad games in a row, shit, man, that stuff's gonna happen. Hey, knock it off. Uh, that's that's going to happen. So, um, you know, I mean, that's that's just my take on it, though. Keep it, keep it young, keep it, uh, keep it moving forward. You know, and don't don't necessarily get blinded by the, all these big names. No, I mean, you're exactly right. I see, I see the, all his vision, and I just hope Ed Woodward gives him enough time. Another another yeah. point you brought up earlier, uh, Matt, was morale. Uh, morale from last year's team. We talked about the dead wood that got you know that <laughs> that was removed. Do you see what were, I mean? What are your thoughts on the end the season after Mourinho left? Obviously, there was this big boost, this big uh, you know basically middle finger to Mourinho. We're all gonna you know all get on one one page, and it seemed like after after Ole got his you know his contract permanent contract, a lot of those players that you know that we're playing well, stop playing well. Um, I have my opinions and about uh, some of the players, particularly Mr. Paul Pogba, which is currently still on this Manchester United team. Morale plays a big picture in it. What players do you think have a negative uh, influence on the, 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 you know, on the locker room uh, players and play, what players do you think we need to jettison in the, in, in the summer? Uh, yeah, man. Um, so, you know, I mean, instantly, there's two players that walk around uh, out on the pitch. One of them really isn't walking all that well right now. But, uh, you know, uh, for me, right off the bat, I'm thinking Marcial Pogba, right? Uh, they just, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not just, you know, pushing off this, this amazing, um, you know, leadership vibe, you know, they're, they're just always moping because they're not getting the right pass directly at their feet kind of deal. Uh, their work rate, as far as I'm considered, is low. You know, I mean, sure, sure, you're you're you know you're an offensive player, but I mean, you know, show me some work rate. Show me you want to be there. Show me you want to actually earn your damn multi-million-dollar paycheck. You know, um, you know, show me some passion for the team and. If, if you don't have passion for the team, you're probably going to have low morale, especially with the lack of chemistry. And, you know, with that, it's it's like a cancer, man. It's going to start to spread. And that's, I can tell you, that's what it's already done. You have all these young players looking up to, to Pogba, Sir Pogba, right? This guy's incredible. His touch, he's smooth, he's buttery, he's, he's massive, he's strong, you know. And with somebody of that caliber, they need to become a leader. You know, not some Instagram, social media person that's just like, uh, you know, just, I don't know, man. You know, so Pogba, Pogba needs to, he needs to go, in my opinion. Let's let's clear up some bankroll. 
um, and and bring in uh, bring in somebody that that truly gives a shit, you know. Martial, he just kind of walks around, you know, uh, just kind of always just like just like smacking his teeth, you know. For he's like, God, man, he, he's he's a very very greedy player too. Once he gets the ball, he's he's really quick to do one on ones. And if you if you look at Pep Guardiola's, you know, a philosophy back in Barcelona, it's very very simple. And this thing wins will win you silverware day in day out. And it's very simple. It's right as soon as you get the ball, you pass the ball, and you keep on moving. You know, so that's why Barcelona has been so damn good because they they keep it so damn simple. You got Martial trying to do all these fancy ass moves inside the 18. Nah, man. And trying to take these bullshit shots, just try to pass it, pass the ball. Let's move it forward, keep it moving, and uh, you know have a better attitude. Better attitude is going to bring better morale. Better morale, everything else falls in place with better morale, man. I mean, shit. Over at work, morale's low. Everybody's going to be in a pissed off mood. You have high morale. Everybody's going to be in a good mood. They're going to be productive, right? Very simple concept. It works, and that's something that I feel that that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer brought initially, and now we're just starting to, you know, find it out again. So, I want to put a full disclaimer to our our fans here, uh, Mister. Uh, I have not talked to Mister. Uh, Mister. Matt Huey, um, but Mister. Uh, but Matt, you have echoed my sentiment about these two players. My partner uh, EC and I have um, have had a Heated, not heated debates. I'm, I'm more, I've mostly been heated. He's been the level-headed guy, from what I've been told, that I need to immediately chill out <laughs> my opinions about Paul Pogba and Martial. I think you just echoed pretty much everything that I've just said. I don't know if you listen to the pod frequently, but um, you're just spot on. And I think, I think a lot of it, you know, because um, a lot of these fan channels across the pond. Uh, talk about stats, talk about work rate. Uh, I know they try to justify it, but when you see play with your own eyes, yes, yes, I mean, like like this weekend, I admit, I you know, I, I had to admit to my partner, EC, and I told him, I was like, well, I'm going to give Martial credit because he did, it wasn't the goal that he scored, it was the work rate that he, the shift that he put in, in this past yeah. game. But he, I mean, just like you said, he has to be do it more often and not drop his head like y'all like like he more frequently does than not is drop his head when he and he pouts, and but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the, the guy has world class talent. Pogba has world class talent, but if you don't give you it is if you don't give me max effort or if you don't have an influence on on, on the locker room or or if you're not gonna do something with a world class talent, then you're just you're just another guy, a jag, what do we call it? a jag, just another guy. With world, you, that you're gonna piss away your talent because nobody's <laughs> gonna want to fucking play with you, and I totally agree with your your sentiments yep. on um, on Martial. I think Lingard, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Jesse Lingard is 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 in that same boat. Uh, I would also say I think uh, I think he didn't do himself any favors by signing Mino Riola as his agent, uh, and we all know that Mino Riola is probably enemy number one when it comes to Manchester United and agents because he is also Paul Pogba's agent and he's just putting out propaganda left and right about uh, the way the clubs run, which, you know, you know he has every right to uh, and he has says things about Ole and talks about his and talks about his client. Uh, and when I have when I have arguments with when we <laughs> debate on this uh, on 
on this channel, I mean on this pod with EC, I say I say Paul Pogba, you know, he always claims that, you know, Mina Riola is talking for Mina Riola. I was like, No, your 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 client is gonna set, tell you to shut up and sit down. So yeah. it's all it's 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 all you know, Paul Pogba is he's um he's basically uh, by his silence, he's agreeing to whatever Mino Riola says, and just like what his brother put out today, uh, that uh, no, he that he wants to see Paul play at uh, Real Madrid. Paul Pogba could say, could, could say, "Hey, bro, hey, boss, hey, bro, you need to sit your ass down because this is my career." Uh, but he doesn't do that. He doesn't. He doesn't go out there and tell and tell the fan base that I am with you. And I think that's what really is a big turnoff to United fans is the fact that. Paul Pogba has basically given up at the club, and now the fan base has given up on him. Yep. All right, enough with Paul Pogba, but you talked about it a lot, the Bruno Fernandes influence. Yeah, What buddy. has he done? I mean, I mean, what – you said you watched old tapes of him at Sporting, and I think I think there's been a lot of video been posted about his passion, his drive, um, how he get – you know, yeah, he gets – I mean, I think there was that, that the, the video that came out of the when he was in that – I think he got sent off or whatnot, uh, or he got subbed, or he was in the locker room, and then he basically was kicking a door, pissed off, or something like that. But that that energy, that 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 want to, I think has been missing in this club for a very long time. Yeah, that's called give a fuck, and it's something we haven't had, you know. Um, but yeah, just his overall influence, you know. I mean, uh, gosh, goals, assists. Um, attacking mindset, uh, it's 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 the glue that's now going to keep United together right now. And uh, we, you know, back in the day, they were trying to build a team around Paul, Paul, uh, Paul Pogba. And how do you how do you do that? Um, how do you build a team around somebody that doesn't give a shit? Uh, Bruno Fernandez, I mean, this guy's all in. You know, he's all about football, not politics. And he's he's doing the damn thing. You know, he is. He's grinding it out. He gives a shit, and it is absolutely refreshing. I mean, he is finding, like I was saying earlier, you know, uh, United could have beat City, uh, you know, 4-0. Four, four Easy. Easy right there. And there was, there was two, two drives, and he was in the same position, and it's going to be reviewed, and they're going to be looking for him now up on top of the 18, right around that PK center, they're going to be looking for him now. I'm telling you, watch. Mark my word. Next, next, uh, next couple of games, I bet you he scores a goal right on top there. And uh, but yeah, Martial driving down the left side instead of taking that bullshit like 20 degree angle curling shot with a mag. Like, what are you doing? Look to your right. You know, keep your uh, keep your eyes up. Abre los ojos. You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And then same thing with uh, Daniel James. Daniel James had a great little, great little run there, and uh, got the ball, did a fake cut, and then took some bullshit near post upper ninety shot. Nah, man, look right to your left, open your damn eyes, and there's Bruno Fernandez just with his arms up and just yelling at him. You know, it could have been four nil. Could you imagine that? That would have been incredible. I mean, oh, good God. Anyway. Um, but yeah, Bruno Fernandez, man, I am I am just all about him. I'm glowing again. I am glowing again. It's something I haven't done um, as a United fan in quite some time. And you have to take the good with the bad. But right now, man, I'm gonna 
I'm just going to kind of sail this good as long as I can, you know? We're doing, we're, we're in the right direction. So what do you think about Bruno? Oh, I mean, you, you hit everything on the head. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he does give the ball away a little bit more than I like, you know, for, for somebody in, in that position. Uh, yeah, but I think it's going to well, happen. I, yeah, <laughs> I think the the direction, you know, the way it's like a little field general. You see him pointing, you know, hey, you need to go here or you need to run down the line. I think I, think I saw him. He got pissed off at the beginning of last match with McTominay. I was like, you know, he's basically telling me he had the ball. You know, he basically pointed to McTominay, run down, you know, run down the lane, you know, uh, run down the, the line. And, you know, <laughs> he's just, you know, he's basically he's a quarterback. You know, he's a quarterback that I want in, in, in the, yep. analogy, the analogy. He's a uh, – I'm not saying Tom Brady because Tom Brady's slow as hell. But uh, he, he you know, he has a mentality, that killer mentality that, uh, the, that's been missing, and he has the, 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 the finesse. Speaking of Bruno, with all the games that he's played, do you think we need to give him a rest? I mean, do you think he's played too much? Well, I mean, I think right out the gate they're trying to – you know, kind of build up that chemistry within him. And I keep on saying chemistry, right? Chemistry is everything in football. So, um, you know, getting getting him getting him on the pitch, getting a, a feel of now the English Premier League, to me, is it's one of the most aggressive uh, top-tier leagues out there. There's some chief shot and sons of bitches out there, you know? Uh, so, I mean, getting him used to that, get like kind of, kind of getting him a little bit more physical, uh, things to consider, a lot of build-up, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I mean, it all depends on what what we're going for, you know. All is underneath the uh, the microscope, so does he keep on pushing forward, you know, with uh, with uh, with Bruno? Um, but, you know, we can't we can't keep on driving in overdrive, you know, at 7,000 RPM. That's uh, eventually some shit's going to rattle off and, and not end so well, so. Um, you know, that's a really good point. It's not something I've really thought about because I'm being blinded by the, uh, the by the wonderful performance. Yeah, the that is a uh, that is a damn good question. Um, I think uh, I think we could possibly use him as a super sub just to give him a, a break, depending on how we're doing. But right now we're so injury stricken that we have no other options. And with the Bruno effect right now, we're 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 finally getting the results. We're finally being productive. We're we're looking pretty fun to watch again, you know. So, um, but I think, I th- yeah, I think uh, I think he absolutely needs a break at some point, um, depending on, you know, what kind of a who who are we playing next? Lask, uh, the Austrian club in the Europa League on on Thursday. Yeah, um, and I mean that's big because we have to try to secure a Champions League spot one way or another. So, um, you know, that's going to – fuck, man. That's it. I, I don't know. I'm in lost words. I think, I think we do need to rest him because uh, he's just been in overdrive ever since. And I appreciate everything he's done so far. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be up to him too, you know. Uh, it's it's going to boil down to, you know, if he's not feeling well, then, you know, that's uh, – I'm pretty sure Ollie will sit him down, you know. Okay. Piggybacking off all, all that all that sentiment, we have we're in three competitions now. We have the Premier League, we have the Europa League, Check. and the FA Cup. Okay. Check. So, we're and we're playing all our first teamers in 
every competition. Obviously, with the Premier League, we have Man City facing a two-year ban of Champions League football, which gives, if the ban's uphold, upheld, I'm sorry, if the ban's upheld, that'll give fourth and fifth place a Champions League spot in the Premier League. We are currently in fifth, fifth. Yep. right now. We are three points behind Chelsea in, in the Premier League. Yep. Okay. And two points in front of the Wolves. Yes. So, and, okay, now getting to the Europa League. You know, we're in the quarterfinals. No, we're in the round of 16 right now, I believe. Uh, so, we are playing LASK. Games are on Thursday. So, usually, games on Thursday, we have usually a Premier League match on Sunday. I, I haven't, we haven't had one on Monday in a while. Yeah. Um, so, we have that, that going. And now, as we saw last week against Derby, we had a game on Thursday in the FA Cup. FA Cup, it's really it has nothing to do with next year. I mean, it's just a trophy. It's the silverware. Yep. So I guess yep. we could we could say, um, you know that that has no 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 value no 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 out winning that has no outcome. What happens of next year? So right. given the two Premier League and the Europa League, where the Europa League you tournament style, and in that tournament we still have large clubs like Inter, uh, Leverkusen. Uh, Olympiacos, which beat Arsenal. I mean, you know, Roma, Roma, those clubs, right? So we yep. have to we have to go in a tournament style, two uh, at home away, at home away, at home away, until you get to one game in that final, that one game to secure Champions League. Whereas in the Premier League, we still have matches to go, uh, and the matches upcoming after this Tottenham match on Sunday, we have games to. Uh, that are more uh, that are a lot easier than our opponents uh, that which are above us and also Sheffield and, and Wolves that are directly behind us. What would you want us to concentrate more on and what do you see as a clearer path to Champions League football if Man City's ban is upheld and in four and five go to Champions League next year? Yeah, uh, biggest focus right now, I would say Premier League. Premier League is everything, right? Uh, we're obviously not going to get number one, but that is going to be our easiest way if, right now to potentially secure Champions League. Being in Champions League, you now gain that much more sponsorship, more uh, visibility, better players kind of deal, more money, you know? So Champions League is everything. Second, Europa League. Uh, you know, getting, getting silverware uh, in Europa League, that's still good, man. You know, it's a it's it's first loser as far as I'm concerned, and uh, you know that's going to secure a spot in the Champions League. FA Cup, I don't care, man. You you're not going to get you're not going to get any um, visibility internationally over an FA Cup. It looks good, it looks good on the resume. Good job, you won some silverware. However, that's not what's going to sell. So focus on the Premier League. We're three behind Chelsea. Nobody seems to want four fourth place right now. You know, Chelsea's kind of all over the place. United United's starting to kind of figure stuff out. The Wolves are right behind us. You know, nobody nobody wants it. <laughs> so we're like we gotta we gotta get on it. There's there's so much wish washiness going on. So as long as we can focus on the Premier League, we're gonna be okay. You know, as long as we get uh, back into the Champions League. So getting back to our last question about resting, you know, we talked about Bruno 
would we want to rest players now in the Europa League so we could put all our eggs in a basket for our, our Sunday matches? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it would be wise, and I bet you'll you'll probably see some youth, uh, some players that have been uh, kind of out. I'm pretty sure you'll see McTominay uh, start. Um, you know, on Thursday, uh, Bruno. I don't know, but you know. I, I think I think this game coming up because you always have to focus on the next game, not the overall big picture what we're talking about, but always focus on the next game. You have to come into it with a with a you know a tactician mindset of you know like I said you know uh, whenever I was talking about what I loved about the game is it's like a live chess game. So now you have to try to figure out with your pieces. Who who's going to work against this team? So you're reviewing all all their games, um, just everything. You're you're just you're grinding it out. And right now they need to focus on the Europa League. Kind of goes against what I'm saying, uh, but <laughs> this is an away game. I know, I know, right? It's not like I'm talking myself down. But this is this is an away game. An away game uh, that that's everything. If if we can get a goal or two in an away. We're we're gonna be golden. Then we kind of dial it back, you know, for uh, the the next week's game, whenever they come to the old Old Trafford. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't think I don't I you know maybe 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 we do use Bruno Fernandez for this game. Uh, maybe we just use him as a super sub, kind of play it out, um, you know, always with the will. And I absolutely trust what he's gonna do. Um, so, but yeah, I think I think maybe resting Bruno Fernandez would be good. But it's also you got to get that away goal, man. You got to get it. Well, I guess uh, you're on the right track of what I wanted you to say, but uh, apparently you <laughs> turned. But, uh, but yes, yes. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Every, yeah. But everybody knows my opinion. I say screw the Europa League and focus on four and five. Uh, focus on four mainly, just that you know you're going to get in the Champions League, and with with all if if the soccer gods are just, if the soccer gods are just, City will finally get punished for the transgressions, and they'll be banned from Champions League football. All right. Um, speaking of the Europa League game that we have on Thursday, what do you think about uh, with the, the the game being played behind closed doors, no fans allowed? I know. <clears throat> What we have going on with the coronavirus, uh, you know, that's very important. You know, it's you know, you know how how people address it, and I don't I don't disagree with what they're doing, but it does make for a lackluster game you want to watch, especially you're playing Lask, uh, 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 Austrian team um, that we have no idea what you know how they play. I don't know if you ever watched a match when there's no fans in the stadium. I think I have. Uh, yeah, it's miserable. And, yes, it is, and it's just like, uh, do I really want to watch this? Just watch the highlights. Are you gonna yeah. watch that game uh, on replay, live, uh, whatnot, or are you just gonna wait for the highlights to come out? Yeah, no, I typically watch. Um, I watch live. I I loathe the thought of watching something. Um, you know, replays, anything like that. I mean, work is work. You know, it pays the bills. Watching the game doesn't. So, you know, if I'm at work, that's what I'm going to be doing, kind of deal. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, there's only so much I can do. However, I always try my damnedest to watch live. You know, because 
sure, I may be 30 seconds or a minute behind from real time in, in England or Austria, wherever they're having the game, but, you know, I can still feel that passion whenever that goal scored. I know I'm losing my shit in my house of waking up my dogs and, and my wife and everything um, whenever uh, whenever everybody in England's losing their shit, you know? And that's that's what I love. Whenever I'm just losing my shit by myself, I'm just like, mm. You know, it's just it just doesn't do it for me. So I always do live if I can, um, some way, some way, somehow. I'm I'm doing it. Um, uh, but yeah, the the whole behind closed doors deal, the no handshake stuff, this whole coronavirus. Uh, I'm just you know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's not something to disregard by any means, but um, you know, like we're like everybody's just just an outrage about, you know, all these things in quarantine. I mean, for fuck's sake, man, uh, it's essentially the flu as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, if you're sick, stay in home, you know. But, uh, you know, whenever, whenever you have these players not doing a handshake before, like for a pre-match kind of deal, walking out, why? They're just about to – it's a physical contact sport. You're going to be on one another. I'm sorry. You're gonna have sweat. You're gonna have everything on your body. So you're you're telling me not touching hands anyway. So that's 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 a whole other discussion that I'm just losing <laughs> losing my mind about. Sorry about that. But anyway, um, yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be kind of depressing to watch. But you know, it's gonna um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it. I'm still gonna enjoy it. Not as much, but I'm still gonna still gonna watch the damn thing. You know. Well, you're very fortunate. You'll be able to watch it live. I won't, uh, but um, yeah, I'll watch the game. Uh, I might just have the, the the mute on because you know it, it is very hard to watch a game without the the fans, the fans, the enthusiasm, yep. the chants. You know the you know the the, the yells, the, everything. You know the ups, the ebbs and flows, and that's yep. the fan. In, you know that's the fan involvement. But yes, I will watch it because. <laughs> I have to for this pod, right? I have to do my homework. Um, but yeah, how? I mean, it's it's gonna be. Hopefully, he plays more likely. He's gonna play Jesse Lingard, Andres Pereira, the B team. He better, uh, and then <laughs> he <the>, better. <laughs> and then we can get yeah. you know, we can get the we can get the big boys to play the uh, to to shut Jose down and out uh, on Sunday. Yeah, Tottenham's already they're they're low morale. They are they are in the dumps, man. They are a trash fire right now. Lost today three 0 to Leipzig. Yeah, dude, what a glorious day. Um, uh, yeah, that's uh that's good because that's just gonna boil over into our game, you know. Um, typically you don't just continue to be kicked and kicked and kicked and um, you know, just get back up smiling. You're gonna be you're gonna be a little mopey dog there for a little bit. So, um. Hopefully that kind of carries over into uh, to our next match with them. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see if Mourinho does this, park the bus, and uh, and you know basically play into play into our hands. Hopefully our mid midfield could create. All right, uh, final two yeah. questions, um, Matt. The fact that the youth technically have not been a big factor, and when I say youth, I'm saying academy players. Right. I know. I know. I know. Ole had talked about. Um, he had talked about using, you know, 
coming, you know, coming within, you know, players that, you know, have played for the Academy. Greenwood has had his fair share of games, so I can't say that he has not used them. But you see less and less of Chong, and I know he signed it recently. He signed a new contract extension, so I'm very, I'm very happy for that. We have not seen on uh, Angel Gomez uh, very nope. much. I think he's only played. Uh, he's subbed in for you know subbed in for uh, one match. I think and it was a, it wasn't any, even an important match. It was like a either Europa League game or a uh, uh, FA Cup Carabao Cup game. I can't can't remember. Uh, Gardner's been playing sparingly. Uh, again, Williams has was started off hot, and then you know obviously Luke Shaw's you know has as a responded to the, the to the competition, and we're seeing more and more of Shaw. But yep. um, you see the academy products. You see, I don't know if you watch any under eighteen or or under twenty three matches. We have talent out there, but we're not utilizing them. Um, as much as we see, you know, um, what's his name? Axel Tonzebi, you know, I know he was hurt, but he hasn't played as much as well. Timothy Fosumensa as well. Uh, it's not played. Uh, it, who knows, you know, uh, we solidified the defense, so maybe there's no more room for them. But what do you think the the fact that we're not playing the youth as, as much as you thought we were? Uh, well, I mean, it kind of just goes off the signings. You know, you got to give your signings a chance. Um, and, yeah, you got to give your academy a chance as well. Uh, Mason Greenwood, I think, has really proven himself to be an excellent, excellent super sub. Coming out uh, left foot, right foot, doesn't matter, gets it done. I think he scored five goals already, uh, you know, may, maybe even more. But, um, you know, there there is some youth talent. And... Um, but right now, like we're, we have to, we have to figure out because you just can't go buy all these players and drop this much money on them, you know, a record defender, uh, defender um, contract, and and not play them. You know, you you have to do that um, to appease the bosses, the bobs, so to speak. So, you know, these these academy players, they're still slowly trickling in. You just can't, you just can't, uh, you know, just jam them in there. Um, as much as we'd love to, because th- we did, we we tried that already with uh, with Greenwood. Uh, everybody's like, dude, why the fuck is he not starting? You know, what what are we? Why are we not doing that? Rashford's injured. All we have is Martial. Like, well, come on, just start him, start him, and then he started, and then crickets. You know, so you know, there's there's uh, you kind of gotta slowly st- uh, let them stick their toe into it. And you just can't, you can't, it's not, it's not sink or swim because we have control. Uh, we have players and we, we have to kind of teach them and mold them with the, with, with the view or with the, uh, with the ideas. Um, and that's, that's what we're doing right now, you know? Um, but they're, they're, they're starting to show, you know, there's start, there's a flame there and we, we have to keep it alive and we keep it alive by continuing to, Slowly, you know, put them out on the on the pitch and and uh, and give them those chances, uh, starting chances like we have Mason Greenwood. And I think I think we should still uh, continue. But right now, we need to focus on what's working. What what is where's the chemistry? Where is it lining up? Who is it connecting with the most? Well, let's build off of that, and uh, the rest will kind of fall into place. You know, that's 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 my thought on it. Uh, but I don't. 
I don't think we should just stop and drop and everything that we're that we've been building on just to throw the youth in there, right? No, it's no, just no, a, yeah. yeah, it's I, just I a little slow process. I, I think I think they're doing it right. There's a difference, right? Uh, kid bot and grown man bot. Uh, you mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. you, you know you throw these kids in there that have not physically developed, and you put them in against even your body from eighteen to twenty five. It's different, and you put these kids in there. You're just setting them. You're just setting them up for failure. Uh, so I agree that uh, I when the clamoring. I was kind of getting, you know, kind of. I was getting pissed by hearing, you know, a lot of these pundits or, you know, these these guys in these fan channels and, you know, calling for Greenwood to start over James or, or you know, I agree. The guy is world class talent, but you got to let the guy come into it. Come into yep. his own first. It's like, um, I mean, my mother's gonna hate this analogy. I hope your hope your mother doesn't listen to it. You don't you don't become a porn star if you don't practice first, right? So Dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just you know you're not gonna you're not gonna bat in the big leagues. So nope. this guy needs to this guy needs to you know come into his own. And I think they need to lay off lay off the fact that Ole's not you know playing him. He didn't get any, any game time in this last or in this last match, but you know we got a Gallo in, and I think um, he's a man, and I, I think we need to play him. All right, yeah. uh, Matt. Last last question um, before we wrap things Send up. It. All right, well, we talked about Pogba, we talked about Martial, uh, whatnot. We talked about Bruno. Uh, so the those three are not a part of your uh, and Harry Maguire. I'm not going to give you Harry. Ah, oh, fuck Harry, <laughs> right? dude. He scares me. <laughs> Well, then me and you, that's, that, that, that's another, uh, another topic for the next pod. All right. Yeah. Same. <laughs> but what we're going to talk about the next player discussion. Good God. What player has surprised you the most from, I guess, from the Van Hall reign, from the Mourinho reign that has actually, uh, arisen from the ashes, basically as, has basically, uh, you know, did a one eighty. And you turn and, and and it's kind of like okay where were you, you know where were you last year the year before what player has done that for you the most? Yeah, I would have to say Luke Shaw for me, man. That guy, he is uh, he's showing some talent. Twenty four years old, six one, just a stellar drive, man. Um, you know he had he uh, broke his leg back in the day. Motherfucker came up from the ashes, man, and he is just working he wants to be there that's that to answer that question short and simple luke shaw for me what about you i totally agree luke shaw uh i was mata was my second uh because i thought thought, uh, i love mata man Uh, he's good he's good he's good he was up there for me but uh to go with what luke shaw went through with the broken leg uh confidence no i mean i'm not a professional athlete i don't i don't play one on i don't play one on tv either but uh to come back from an injury like that uh and then basically get beaten down for uh two and a half years by Mourinho about his weight and whatnot and to give be given a chance a clean slate i think he's taking the bull by the horns and and granted i think it was competition uh, he saw that okay. Ashley Young was always playing above before him. We got rid of Ashley, and Brandon Williams came in, gave him the you know gave is giving him a run for his money. But I think he's taking the bull by the horns and saying, you know what, this is my position, 
and I am going to you're gonna have to take it from my 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 cold dead hands. And I yeah. think that's a mentality that that he has. Yes, Luke Shaw, one hundred percent. I totally agree with you. Uh, my second my my second guess, uh, my, my second uh, nomination would have been Juan Mata. Uh, the little magician was getting old, and now you see him play with Bruno. It seemed like they're they they have telepathic powers because they always they kind of see where one's gonna be, and I just can't wait for that connection to start working and producing goals. But obviously, Luke Shaw, uh, kudos to you and. Um, I mean, you, I mean, I think he's done great. Yeah, well, Matt, right. well, Matt, this is a this is our conclusion of the pod, and I, I thank you very much for for coming on for this uh, for this little bit, and you know, just talking to the you know talking to the fans. Um, but man, we have to we have to uh, say good night. We have to, man. Glory, glory, man. United. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. And uh, hello to everybody, and I look forward to coming back, and uh, we'll talk some shit about Harry Maguire next go. Yeah, <laughs> we look forward to having you back. All right, guys, <laughs> that's the end of this special uh, special edition of the Don't Rattle Me podcast. Don't forget to check us out on our socials, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Face, uh, Don't Rattle Me podcast. I think they're all Don't Rattle Me podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, what's the second one SoundCloud I'm sorry and hopefully upcoming we will be on iHeartRadio a special shout out to Roe from the Roanoke Podcast uh, Victoria Monsivice from the uh, Alice in Wonderland food truck she'll be in South Padre for the next couple of weeks those of you on spring break uh, that are not afraid of the coronavirus uh, because alcohol does cure all uh, yes, it does. He, you know, head out and check out her, her food truck. She'll be out there in South Padre Island. And Mark Hutch Ison, a.k.a. Baron Von Black, with the South Texas Trainwrecks podcast. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Lucky Diaz.